Rhaegar, you and Rhaegar, the legendary warrior of Argul, must defeat the evil king and his army of dangerous beasts. <laughs> Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. And I'm Joe. And guys, today we are talking about Rygar. Rygar. Uh, yeah, it's almost like it. It sounds like a place, right? <laughs> it does. I didn't. It I didn't does. realize yeah, that the, it's a guy's the name. hero was Rygar. Yeah. I, I, I guess the place is our ghoul. Yeah. I was thinking more like a reptar sort of thing. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's almost know. like the way the Rugrats pronounce Reptar. They're yeah. like, Rugrats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joe, I, I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not so sure about that. But <laughs> they say Reptar, Reptar or something. Yeah, you know, Reptar was on ice. Why wasn't Rygar? That's true. There should have been ice level. I think there was, there was ice. ice. Wasn't there ice? No ice. No ice? Oh, no, I meant like an actual like musical. Oh, like a musical. Like, like a stage performance thing that we could see. But no, I don't even remember any ice Maybe there was. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. But we're getting ahead of ourselves here. We need to talk about Rygar, all right? We got to talk about what this game is. So who is Rygar? Rygar is, well... Or what is Rygar? Yeah, are you going to get philosophical with me here? Like, who is Rygar? (laughs) Essentially, this is like a... Is Rygar a a person, a concept? Yeah, he's a person, and this is like, uh, I guess I would, you know, open world sounds silly here, but that is the idea, essentially. It's like an open world RPG uh, where you play as the the main character, Rygar, and you kind of have to trek through the world of Argul and find uh, the five items that the gods are demanding of you. And you have this, like, spinning disc. Think of it like a yo-yo. I think that's probably the yeah. best way to describe it to the viewers because it always comes right back to you. It's actually pretty short, it, all it, things honestly, considered. It, the, the weapon on the chain gave me a little bit of a God of War feel. A okay, yeah, yeah. God so, of like, think of, you, think of you as Kratos, <laughs> except for now you're in the mystical world of Argul. And essentially, there's this evil guy, if you can believe it, called Ligar. Ligar with an L. <laughs> yeah. And Ligar has, like, you know, brought terror to the world, and now it's up to you to collect those five items that we mentioned earlier and, uh, you know, restore peace. So, Joe, wh- how, how are you going to go about doing that? So let me, let me give you what I first thought this game was. When you first start this game, it looks like it's like a, just a 2D side-scroller. I immediately got, like, Russian attack vibes. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. a bit, a bit. Yeah. Well, I'm obviously not background. the weapon, but, like, <laughs> right. you know, like, just that, that style of game. Yeah. Um, and at first I was like, yeah, this seems okay. It was like the level was a little confusing at the very first level, but once you find the way out of that level, you're on an open world map, and and it's a completely unexpected. Yeah, um, I had you know? I had no idea the first time that I that I tried this, but then if you look in the manual, you can see the map and stuff. You actually have like a pretty good indication of like, okay, I have to find this place first, and you you go from from each each location on the map is its own usually side-scrolling level with its own enemies, its own boss and everything. So it really kind of feels like a, a bit of an adventure to find these these items you need to eventually Yeah, and, and there's there's definitely exploration in there. Sean, were you a, were you a fan of the exploration aspect? Uh, I was a fan. Uh, this game, while um, it's a little generic in its fantasy setting, I would say, I'd, I'd say that it does a really good job of giving you a sense of place because it really does feel like everywhere that you're going is sort of geographically a unit. Um, so between the so, so all the regular stages are side scrolling, and then when you open up a certain door, you end up on in like a 
a top-down, uh, almost Zelda-like play. Yeah, and, yeah. and even the way that the you know you move from screen to screen is yeah, very Zelda-like. Yeah. Yep. Although I did notice that the the screen scrolls with you for a while. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're the bigger. Screen. They're yeah. bigger blocks, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like the the way that it it sort of all feels like it's its own little world. So, uh, you know, if if I can break the walls here for a second and just ask, like, in terms of your guys' exploration of this world, how did you go about finding things? Was it truly just, like, poking through everything you could do? Did you look through the manual? Did you go online? I, I, used, I used the map in the manual. So okay. The map in the manual, I used it a lot. But I will say that I, I liked the exploration enough that by the end of this game, it kind of felt like I, I didn't need the map anymore. Like, I remembered where things were, like, the... Every the the overworld map was built in a way where it felt like you could you you remember it like they felt like places I knew by the end of it which I thought that was a really cool you know and it's also not not a huge game so there's only you know what six six I different think, yeah. like well there's yeah there's main five locations. there's five dungeons I think okay yep uh, Sean how did you tackle the exploration part of it uh, I started out just by dicking around going in different directions seeing what um what kind of dead ends I'd run into. And once I sort of felt like I'm getting nowhere like this, uh, I did look into the manual and see that I was supposed to go to one place <clears throat> almost immediately. And so I went and did that and then sort of continued to blindly move forward. And I did make some prog- progress that way. But um, I would say that um, it definitely has a lot of uh, like features that you can use as landmarks, but I think by and large the um, like the hub area is a little too samey everywhere for it to be like f- perfect for yeah, me to just learn it. Yeah, if you don't see it. that map in the manual, yeah, if yeah. you don't see that, because that does give you like a pretty good scope of like where you are. But if you don't see that, you can get lost in here pretty fast. Sure. And also, there's no without seeing that map in the manual. There's no indication that like uh, maybe there's an island I should go to, mm-hmm. or maybe there are things on the edge of the coast. But I'll offer that I didn't look at anything before um, before getting to the overworld, and I just kind of did the exploration. And I immediately was able to find uh, the grappling hook, which was kind of interesting that, like, it was intuitive enough that the first item you required to get to continue on with the dungeons was the very first thing I was able to get. And that was, like, you, you, you like, just, just felt like you're, you were supposed to go that way. Yeah. Okay. Just, I, I, which is interesting. On, on my first run, uh, so th- they're all sort of situated in a way, I guess, that you sh- you would find the, the grappling hook first, but I ended up... Almost getting up to the clouds uh, before I even got the grappling hook. Oh hook. yes, yeah, yeah, where where they tell you about the city in the sky. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I went and I saw like you want to go there, and I was like, oh no, I don't have anything yet. Yeah. Right, right. But <laughs> right. that's really cool because that's another like thing that they've placed in the game here. You know, level design where they're like, okay, this is a good point for to tell people like, hey, just so you know, you should have collected a grappling hook by now. Right. And, then, and even and though you was, can't do anything with it yet yeah. in the, for that particular thing, it's just like a way to remind you of like, hey, look for that grappling yeah. hook. And that that's the other part of, of what informed me on where to go. I would look in the manual to see where, you know, where the place with the grappling hook is because somebody in the game told me I need the grappling hook to go any further. So I thought it was... Granted, I did have to go back to the manual to find the map. I thought it did a good job of in-game giving you, like, your objective 
like you have to talk to people and you have to well those people those bald guys right, right. <laughs> bald yeah. people you know they were. Yeah. yeah they're they're like they're called legendaries or something yeah. like that yeah that's in the manual it refers to them as like go to meet the legendary right but then some of them are called endoras Yes, the Endoras give you the the items. Give you the items. Yeah, they're the five. Yep, yeah. exactly. Basically, what we're what we're talking about is you, you'll you'll happen upon these these doors, uh, whether you're in one of the side-scrolling levels or in the overworld, like top-down one, and <clears throat> and you'll be on like a pedestal. No, no, you, you'll be on this little platform, and you'll see this giant bald. Uh, not bald. Is it? Yeah, he's bald. Uh, bald. He's yeah, bald and, and bearded. And buff. And buff. The three Bs. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the three Bs of being a guy. Yeah. <laughs> Just sitting on this pedestal, and uh, then you'll get a nice little uh, uh, box of text saying either some obscure hint or saying, like, hey, why don't you rest here for a while? Yeah, or my favorite, <laughs> one of them says... If you see Durago, ask him to release my daughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just like, says that, and, like he's telling everyone, like, "Hey, if you see Durago, tell him to release my daughter." There, there's a few like that though. There's another guy that's like, "Fight, fight, yeah. fight." I'm oh, like, wow. "Is he just egging me yeah. on?" Like, I, you know, I didn't know what was happening because usually, to Sean's point, they're inspired. You know, like yeah. they, they're trying to be like enlightened yeah. people who know, like, who know this great riddle that they're asking you to solve. <laughs> But I'll offer that, like, you know, the riddles aren't necessarily, like, that complicated, and most of the time it's more just, like, reminding, like, poking you about doing something. Yeah. Like, like, hey, you got that, um, you know, you got that crossbow, right? Because otherwise you better leave yeah. this state. <laughs> yeah. Or it would be like, oh, you can get this item by going to the northwest. And I was like, what are they talking about until I found the overworld map? And I was like, oh, there's a north. Like, right, right. Yeah, I think it's it's funny, actually. Um if you don't look at the manual and you don't know enough about this game and you just go into this game and, and you're on that side-scrolling level, I think we should just talk about that first, like your experience. At, what is it? It's like a mountain. It's called um, it's called the Grand Mountain. Right. Not grand. 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 Like uh, <laughs> we're going to Grand's house. Yes. Right. <laughs> the, a thing I say every weekend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you're on this mountain and, you know, it's just kind of it's it's like a training wheels kind of yeah, thing. You I, learn a lot yeah. of things about the game this way, like annoying things, <laughs> you know, uh, enemies will respawn whenever, wherever, right. however but, they want. But I think that that is necessary. I, I love that the enemies respawn. But we'll save well, that. We'll get we'll, into that. I, yeah, we'll get into that. But I think, like, for me, I'm going to say why that's annoying, though, because, first off, it's like there's not, you know, there's there's a thought to level design in certain games where, you know, the enemies are carefully placed throughout. And in this one, you know, enemies would appear right behind me. They would just spawn, like, immediately behind me. I'm okay with enemies spawning, like, into the area that you're currently in or spawning in like places that would make sense like a like a regeneration spot if we talk about like kid icarus with those pots that the mm -hmm. worm guys would fall out of like that makes sense these worms are always going to spawn out of there this these giant red scorpion things would just appear behind my back i'd be yeah. like how did i not yeah they see do that? appear close well, but i do i do think that this game has a very quick not that it's a, an excuse for it but it has a very quick reaction time like you can you can turn and hit almost a, like in a yeah. Frame. They got very tight controls, yeah. but like in, in terms of that, like what is our main uh, our main like source of interacting with the world? It's just uh, jumping and using your whirly gig, right? So um, you only have that one weapon, and it's interesting because um, with a game, the the main like calling card for this game, I think, is the fact that you have these. Uh, 
these power-ups that are permanent, and but they're mostly all just for, like, getting around. Yeah, the items are all exploration-based, if you think about it. You have uh, the grappling hook, which will allow you to right. climb up and yeah. down different areas. Usually an area or something is locked behind an item, yeah, for the most part. In some ways, that's like a Metroid element thing, you know, where Before it's like... Metroid, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, both these things, yeah. It's funny, we're talking about Zelda and Metroid, but yeah. this game comes before yeah. both of those. And, you know, so you have the grappling hook, which will help you get out of those situations. You have the crossbow, which doesn't work anything like how I thought it would yeah. work. I actually thought the crossbow was going to be a weapon. Right. one of the gods mentions it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, cool. So there is another weapon in this game. And then it's like, no, you'll actually just use that to create a zip line. Yeah. yeah. You points. shoot a rope. And I think that that's yeah. really a missed opportunity because, like, the, the basic, like, gameplay loop is pretty basic. I mean, you, I mean, I just said that but you are really just using your armor yo-yo to to hit things um and you get different ways to to like unlock certain doors pretty much and i think if they're going to have these power-ups i would i would hope that there would be a new way to fight like a crossbow or some more interesting melee weapon you know what i mean well yeah and i think that you know that ties into the biggest thing about this game that we haven't talked about yet which is the you know the progression system for your character yeah. there there is um you know a strength and defense it's called tone and last yeah. and uh that's a stat that upgrades throughout the entirety of the game by killing enemies, uh, different enemies. Some enemies will give you tone. Some enemies will give you last. And you're, you know, you're powering up as a person. And the only way that you really see that progression is by doing, you know, by taking less hits on an enemy. Right. So well, enemy also usually can... take four. Could maybe be killed in one if you're strong enough. Yeah. Right. And as for the last, though, you can see that because you get more health. As right. 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 But and I... they. I didn't realize until until after I played it that certain enemies give you tone and certain enemies give you last. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking I was getting when I was getting more health, I was like I'm also getting more power. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. But I guess that's not the case. It's not the case but, because I'm pretty sure that would have broke the game. Uh yeah. if you think about it, if like if like you were just constantly leveling up both. Yeah. Um I mean, that's, I I just thought maybe it wasn't not to say this much. game isn't already a little broken. It's a little I think it's got some jank to it. The, the, all right. I, there are things. Certain things I think the biggest thing for me is that you can despawn enemies mm-hmm. by walking yes, away? Yes, exactly. Yeah, but I, but I don't think that was enough. The enemies are so frequent that it, it's it, to me like the, the the levels were still relatively challenging, even with the ability to despawn the enemies. Okay, but the despawn of the enemies though that comes from like that is a a memory glitch. Like that is like yeah, you know, I don't know how they would have avoided that since they wanted them to be like you know, planned encounters mm-hmm. in a game that's filled with random encounters mm-hmm. for those enemies that you can specifically, like, despawn. But essentially, it's like you're getting close enough to the edge where they're no longer seen yeah. that, like, if you went back any further than that, they would come back into that same place. But if you just managed to clip them off the edge, right. the way that the memory works on the NES is kind of like the very first, if we imagine them as, like, vertical frames, the very first vertical frame and the last vertical frame on your TV are kind of like the same memory. So it's knowing that, like, hey, there was there's nothing on this side, so there shouldn't be anything on that side. Right. Yeah, it's like the game. And that's I a guess, very basic explanation. Yeah. Like, that's not the truth, but that's the way that'll help us explain this. Uh, I, I think uh, a more layman's way is this, this game just lacks object permanence. <laughs> like, right. as soon as right. it, it exits the screen, it no longer exists. Right. And and even, even weirder about that, though, is that, like, that's what makes the random encounters necessary necessary in the game because you have to 
grind, you know, to get through these, uh, you know, to level up and power up and be able to be strong enough to defeat the bosses. But the way that the random encounter in this game is handled is uh, it, it becomes a little bit of a mess and, yeah. and it's easily exploited. Yeah. Very yeah, easily. It's easy to grind, but I don't know. I, it didn't bother me too much the way that they spawned close to you. I felt like when they were spawning close to me, I, I kind of felt like it, it gave you the opportunity to feel kind of badass. You're like, because you, you have to move so fast. And yeah, I mean, you got hit sometimes too. I'm but. not even talking about the problem with like, I'm getting hit very often. And, and that is a problem because, you know, um, HP in this game isn't something that you necessarily have access to at any given time. You mean you know? like health power-ups or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, or even just, yeah, like the ability to recover your health. Yeah, recover. It's, right, it's right. only done through spells, which we'll cover in a minute. But other than that, you have to hope for a drop of a potion, which is only going to restore one health point. Yeah. So if you think about how long it takes you to get one of those, how many random encounters you'll experience, and how many enemies might get in the way to the point where you just don't have a way to get through all of them, you'll take the hit. And uh, and be worse off because I of it. I feel like I, I had a different experience. I mean, okay, I, so let's I, hear it. Yeah, I, I also think I did a lot more fighting. And we were talking about this just before we started recording. Um, that I I must have grinded a lot more at the beginning because it was taking me fewer hits to kill some things that I was watching you fight that was taking you more hits. Right. So I was probably already like a little a little more leveled up. Um. So that might have made it easier, but I felt like the health potions were dropped enough to at least keep me consistent at a health level. Like if suddenly I'm like, Oh, I'm low at health. I would just stand in one spot where I knew some like basic, like some nothing crazy, but like some basic enemies would show up and I'd be able to hit them enough to get a few health potions back. Okay. Uh, But also when you, I know we didn't cover this yet, but when we, when you hit them enough, you get these other points. What are they called again? Uh, the what the, the, the point that you spend. The, 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 I, the I call them stars or, points, but yeah, yeah, I think they're stones is is probably right. the right you, way. You to get go. these stars that allow you to spend points on three different things. One of them is well, they're your spells. Your those, sp- right. those are spells that you specifically cast right. as Rygar. And one of your spells is regain all of your health. And I used to, I used to, I would save all of my all of my star points up for the health thing. So I would always in my back pocket have like restore all my health to kind of get me out of a sticky situation. So what are the other spells? There's power up, which uh, is really weird because you cast it once and it's good for the entire game. Oh, the <laughs> entire unless, game. The unless entire you die. Game, unless you oh, die. Okay. But like <laughs> it's something that you would get back pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. It right. costs the least amount of points. Um, I think it's... Um, I think it uses three points, and they're called mind points. That's what it is. It's the, you know, like, mind. it says That's mind, right. yeah. and then you have, like, a meter. It only costs three points to cast this power-up spell, and then you're immediately stronger. Your your uh, yo-yo thing goes out faster. I don't think it makes you stronger. I thought it just made your thing your, your weapon longer. It says here um, that, oh, yeah, allows the grappling. This is in the manual. Allows the grappling hook weapon to be stretched. So, yeah. Right. Wait, okay. It's a grappling hook? It says it says uh, it says grappling hook, but interesting. I yeah, think, that's yeah. why when I first read that, I was like, "Oh, I don't need that." I thought it was talking about the grappling hook, right? Which, which can <laughs> extend to infinity. Yeah, you have the world's longest grappling hook. <laughs> <laughs> but and then you have attack and assail, which I actually thought at first I was like, "Oh, this is kind of silly." But man, does it pay off in those boss fights because it it's almost like a lightning strike for like ten attacks. But it's only your very first 10 attacks. So you can't use it and then say, like, oh, I'm going to save this for later because you have to use it right Right. away. But it attacks 
everything on the screen. Every time you use your thing. Every time, yeah. yeah. Every time you use the thing, regardless of if that if your uh, weapon makes contact or not, it just destroys the you yeah. know the things on the screen. Wow. So, I think it's yeah. also useful if if you're in a spot with particularly hard enemies that keep spawning. Right. Exactly. Um, and you need to you get just, out of a yeah, jam. Yeah. You need to get right. moving. You can. But uh, but still, I I was, I felt like uh, I I felt more comfortable. Saving all those points for, for recover, for recover, because then I could always get myself out. Of I think, jam. yeah, I think recover it's is money strategy. too. Yeah, yeah, recover is good because you would save that until you're at your very end of your life because it's right. always going to restore all of your points. Uh, you know, something that right. isn't necessary when you only have four health points, but by the end of the game when you have twelve, uh, I, you know, I could see some it's got use some in value that. to it. Yeah, yeah. Right. All right, so Joe, th- this is a section I know you've been dying to talk about uh, in the manual. They refer to the enemies as they refer to them as and instead of instead of monsters or enemies bestiary. Or, yeah, they say this is our list of animalized men wriggling eerily. <laughs> so poetic. <laughs> it is it's beautiful That's in a way. That's what we're fighting. We're fighting animalized men wriggling, wriggling eerily. eerily. Well, I didn't think there was any eerie wriggling going well, on. Well, I really guess, is okay. a beautiful sentence. <laughs> yeah, and I guess I could I didn't really think about it, but maybe these guys are like humans who have been transformed right. in those animals. I mean, Ligar has created like hell on earth and to be honest, that's this place true. doesn't look that bad. I mean, like, you yeah, know, I mean that's that's definitely, <laughs> like we're, I'm watching some footage right now and I definitely just saw like a scary tree. Yeah, but like I don't think tree. that was a dude. I think that was just a tree. But don't you think this is the world that Rygar has like just always lived in? Like it doesn't <laughs> well, look no. like there was ever a civilization here, period. That is Cor- something I wanted to Okay, so I, I I'm sorry to get away from the monsters, but that is something that I wanted to address. Like this is apparently like a kingdom or a place that used to have some civilization and aside from the gates like there there's no buildings there's nothing there's no infrastructure except for some zip lines and some gates there's there's no proof of human existence hey, on Ligar did that Ligar did all that Ligar did all of this I'd have to I just want to know like even what's Rygar's like backstory like why is well, he was the he guy was dead. Was, yeah he was resurrected to fight Ligar, because you need a rhyming person to fight a bad guy. <laughs> it's, it's one of those, uh, the five legendaries rules. Yeah, yeah. It, needs, it needs the rhyme. Yeah, uh, that's the game story for you. Uh, once there was a holy place called Argul, which was founded by five legendary Indora gods, and then suddenly the blackest tragedy happened. That's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's the most dramatic manual I've yeah. read to date. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess... Um, my experience with this manual is strange because, like, I checked it out after you told me about animalized men wriggling eerily. I was like, <laughs> I have to check this out. Then I found a bunch of cool tips that yeah. I would have never found out. And then I realized, like, if you don't have the internet, if it's 1987, like, you can't buy a used copy of this game. You need the manual yeah, yeah. to, don't like, do anything. Don't lose the manual. Well, you could have bought the uh, the NES uh like isn't there like the Nintendo one- uh, the Nintendo Player's Guide? Yes, yes. or you could have called that hotline. Yeah, Nintendo had a hotline. That- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Nintendo did have a, the Nintendo Power had a hotline, and even Toys R Us had a hotline. Actually, ah. you could call him just to Toys R Us, and I guess they had someone who was just a resident expert of playing games. Uh, there another thing though with manuals since we're on that topic. I don't know if it's going to happen in any NES games, but one thing that they used to do is like a form of DRM would be like in your manual, oh, yeah. you know, it would have like a specific code for you that like on those uh, on those old DOS games, you know, and it would be like you have to type this into the computer and that was like their serial key if you will, mm. but also to prove that you didn't like 
give it to your friend, you know, and you'd have yeah. to give him everything if you wanted to I, do it that way. I guess, like, it's not the exact same thing, and I don't want to get too off topic, but I, the the, uh, the example for that that I always think back to is uh, for Metal Gear Solid 1, you have it, it, the the character, I think it's I think it's Otacon, tells you, no, 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 it's the colonel, tells you to look at the back of the, the CD uh-huh. to get, like, uh, the frequency for somebody you're supposed to call on your radio. <laughs> it's only It only exists on the back of your box. So thank goodness we have uh, game FAQs yeah. like today to help us out there. But honestly, like things like that, interesting, right? Yeah. Because it's, it's, it is like a cool way to involve you directly mm-hmm. into the story. But at the same time, you're like... You know, I don't want to take my CD out right now and look at that thing. Like, I don't need that. And it's like, sooner or later, all CDs and all physical media will just be gone anyway. Not because of an impending apocalypse that we keep talking about every episode. <laughs> no, it might just, happen, though. No, don't, I know, but also just like... Don't you, lie you know, to our audience like that. CDs are in retrograde. <laughs> just like Mercury. Everything's going to hell. Uh <laughs> What Let's we, get back what to the game. About? But if there is an apocalypse, we have a we have a vault full of cassette tapes for the next few episodes of nostalgia that you can uncover. <laughs> Absolutely, I think that's a good if time. Some for legendary it. warrior wants to uncover the <laughs> nostalgia backlog. Uh, anyway, what's up, Mike? I was gonna say it's a good time for a break. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's funny, we were talking earlier about the progression system, and I, you know, again, because I'm not checking this manual religiously, I didn't know about this, actually. I wasn't, like, I wasn't aware that I was getting stronger because it doesn't necessarily like, feel like it. <laughs> yeah. And so I didn't know about this progression thing until I got to the first boss in the game. And I, I remember texting you, Joe, and being like, what do I do? Like, what's the secret? Because I knew you were into the game and you probably got him further than that. And I was like, I just don't get it. Because I was doing like 100 hits what? to oh. the boss. And yeah, even, the, the first boss is the one that just shoots up the three fireballs. The three yeah. fireballs. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's ridiculous. Like if you don't grind, this and you have to will... grind a lot. Because yeah. I I have to, even after that I was like, oh okay, grinding's the secret. Apparently, I didn't know there was progression in this game, but sure, let's go with it. Grinding's the secret. I must have grinded for like 20 minutes, and it still wasn't enough to do like you know. It, it still took like 60 shots to knock him yeah. out. See, this was also before. I, I realized that grinding was doing anything, but I, other than giving me health, and I knew my health was increasing. So I was, you know, I guess I was grinding on that first level just while I was playing, but not realizing that's what I was doing. Um, but when I got to it, I was having a lot of trouble with it because there, it, there's not a lot of space to weave between those three fireballs that's shooting at you. Um, but eventually, my strategy was just. I got enough points to have a, uh, a recover available, and I just would jump in there. To take as many hits as, as I could while hitting him as many times as I possibly could. Once my health was low, recover, do it again, and it, not even on the second time, it just killed him. Joe, we're playing two different games. I, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 well, then, yeah. I did that. I did right. that, and I even had our audio producer, Chris, watch me do it again today, and it still just wasn't enough. It wasn't enough for yeah. that. What's his name? Aruga, the first one. It was just wasn't enough for oh, Aruga. Aruga. E R U G. I got words for Aruga. Okay, <laughs> who is also just like another like 
generic yeah, two-headed exactly. dog thing like that's a thing I, I thought he was more of like a turtle is he not a all right turtle yeah. sure whatever <laughs> but like i see multiple heads on an animal and i'm like that's a dog one well, about the the enemy design and bosses like I, I think the enemy design in general is pretty good like there's some cool variety in, in, in what you're going to be fighting but the bosses are are really underwhelming. Like they don't. That's what I thought too. That's, yeah, yeah. I thought not, they were relatively easy. They're. I mean, yeah. They're not complicated. And aside from just the the fact that if you're too weak, you have to brute force them. Right. They're not scary. Yeah. The like, only thing they've really done to the bosses is just add a ton of HP to them. Yeah. Because if you think about it, some of the like who are those robots that show yeah. up? Oh yeah. Like, the robots. Those, I think were, it's just Mr. Robot. Were my second <laughs> least favorite. Those robots that just show up though. First off, that's random. And another like. You know, I'm curious about the lore here. Yeah. Like, you know, they're not going to give me anything, but I've never I'd seen love any to know technology what, in this yeah. game. Yeah. Ligar actually comes from the future to go <laughs> to the past, and then. Well, they, I, I had assumed though, because I called those robots in my notes too, but I assumed that I was just seeing them as robots, and they are meant robots. To be something else? Are they robots? If you look in the manual, uh, in the wriggling rig- beasts and where to find them. <laughs> They are called ro- There's something robotic. Super robot bargain. Oh, oh the bargain. <laughs> no, no, no. But <laughs> but it's like B A R G A N. So oh, it's like okay. bargan, like or bargon. But no, it's not an O, so it can't be bargon, but bargan. Bargan. Uh, yeah, and it was designed for the purpose of having command of the sky of Lapis and is capable of discharging deadly electromagnetic superwaves. I definitely felt those. I think he's harder than some of the bosses, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. And also more interesting. Yeah, like, it's right. like, oh, here's this crazy right. robot. Different and mechanic. Then it's like, and then you go to the boss, and it's like, oh, it's a spider. <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, I also thought another another enemy that was more at least more annoying than the bosses are those weird three-piece dragon things that, like, they fly okay, around. Well, they're not three-pieces, three Are they wearing a three-piece suit? No, look suit? at them. There's, there's three, like, they're almost like a caterpillar. They have, like, three sections of their body in, like, a staircase. You mean the shoulders, the stomach, and the butt? Uh, That's I what guess. I'm seeing. I'm seeing but like, if, all right, listeners, look up a picture of them. You'll see what I mean. They're the shoulders, the stomach, and the butt are very they, separated. All you've done to explain them are three piece dragon. They can't look up three piece yeah. dragon. These guys you are, can look up. You can look up the manual. Yeah, you can see the regular. They're called like Epocon. Epocon. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, you have to say it just like that because you too will be confused about how to pronounce things that have O and I right next to each other. Oi. Epoicon? Epoicon? Thank you, listener. Epoicon. It's a flying dragon which has been living in a primeval mountain. He will attack Rygar by dropping eggs of a snow groose. Didn't know there was Didn't snow know that there eggs. was a living creature thought, yeah. in those eggs. Yes, yeah, snow grooses are off things, camera. <laughs> those things they're they're very big compared to like a lot of the enemies, and they it doesn't seem to stop them from spawning like several of them on the screen. Yeah, it just takes up like half the screen. Very, That's one of my random encounter parts. arguments, Joe. Is that like you see like three of those guys spawn on the screen at different heights too? So you've got like the guy really low. And then the guy really high, so it's like, well, I'm not, I can't jump or anything. And then the guy who's really low gets to a point where, like, even if you duck, he's just going to drop that egg right on your head. Right. Like, well, good luck. My strategy with them, too, was take it slow. As soon as I see one, kill it immediately. And don't go further and allow more to spawn. Um, this game, this whole game is take it slow the game because you might as well just continue to let creatures respawn to kill them anyway. So there's no reason to rush through a stage right. because ultimately that's just going to leave you really frustrated with a boss. Yeah, I I feel like you guys you guys are very negative on the on the the grinding, which which I get, 
But to me, it, it was... I don't know. It, it was just it, it was satisfying to kill a bunch of enemies. It, I, I didn't I didn't notice it as much. Well, here here here's another thing about the grinding. And maybe there have been some games uh, released on the PC during this time that it had that as a concept. But I is this the first grinding game that I mean? It's definitely the first grinding game that we've played. I think it is. Yeah, yeah it's the first grinding game that we've played on the on the NES. Yeah, yeah. And and I think what's interesting is is like. I, I'm not saying that the grinding itself is bad. Right. I'm not saying that the progression is bad. It's a mix of my argument that the random encounters aren't handled proper, li- properly and Sean's argument that like the the basic line of combat isn't enough to keep your attention. You know, it, grinding in Final Fantasy is interesting because you continue to like think about new ways to use your squad. To like, mm-hmm. you know, am I going to attack these guys with magic, or you know, my 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 raw power, or am I going to use this sword instead of that wand? Like, you know, there there's there's things to think about there. Whereas here, it's really just like, all right, I'm going to wait for the dragon to come to my right. level, and then I'm going to hit him twice, and then sooner or later right. I'll be able to hit him once. Well, one thing I do. I do want to clarify for the listener that may not have played this game, uh, because Random Encounter is more of a uh, an RPG, like, uh, turn-based battle sort of uh, word. Um, but he just means that instead of enemies that are clearly placed um, by the level designer, they just, it's or it's almost sort of kung fu style, where they just sort of show up off screen, and it doesn't matter if you killed them, there will be more. Or in the middle of your screen. Or in the middle of your screen, yeah. yeah it's almost like if the Goombas from Super <laughs> Mario Brothers, because that's like, you know, that's the similar side-scrolling tile. Or like, let's just say, like, Red Devils from Ghosts and Goblins, if they just showed up wherever, yeah, you know, instead exactly. of in those carefully right. placed spots. Yeah, I mean, and they, they definitely come at a specific spot, that they always come at the same spot, but it's not... It's not. It's, it's not, not handcrafted. Yeah, yeah, it's not fixed. Yeah, um, but it will always be like when you come to this screen, you'll find two of these red devil-looking things and one of these things, and and then like they'll keep coming. Yes. Um, but I also, I guess, now that I think about it, I noticed some variation in that actually. In the first, the first level, everything keeps coming, but in some levels, you kill something. And then it's gone until you leave the screen. Or you can kind of wiggle around in the screen to force things to. Like, yeah. you'll have to actually move the screen. It's like, you'll have to move enough in the right. level for the screen to shake a little bit. Right. But if the screen starts shaking, the new enemies will spawn. Right. Uh, I guess I'm just thinking of some of like, the vertical areas where the screen doesn't move. You know, that, that's for me, that's combat. Mm-hmm. But how did we feel about controls in the game? So I think that. Um, I think they're pretty tight in the side-scrolling levels, um, but when it comes to the top-down view, I I just find it very strange that they like you can only move in four directions. You can go left, right, up, and down if you're just walking around. You have to jump if you want to do any sort of like diagonal movement. And I don't understand like if if they allow you to move diagonally while you're jumping, why can't you do that while you're walking? Yeah, I never thought of that, actually. It's a very... It, it just feels sticky. Like, you, every time you land, you're just in, like, mud or something. It's, yeah. it's probably because they didn't, you know, like, they didn't have the animation... Well, they don't have to. to. If yeah. you jump and you go diagonally, no, and it looks it silly. It you look not... like you're just sure. jumping forward, but moving diagonally. I, it, yeah. How would you look like you were walking 
forward but still moving yeah. diagonally? Is that how you? You know, though, I, I, yeah, think, I mean, I think even as late as Chrono Trigger, I think if you move diagonally in Chrono Trigger, you don't turn diagonally. You're still yeah. facing. I'm I think it sure. would work don't, fine. Don't me I don't that, think but, it would break my immersion. Yeah. I, um, I yeah. just found well, it very yeah, annoying. Exactly with the um, limited yeah, things that are yeah. going on in this game. Anyway, I don't think it's going to break my immersion right, exactly. if he starts moving that way. That didn't bother me though. I, I I didn't mind hopping around because it's a good way to dodge everything. No, it is. You but, can you can be in the middle of jumping around. And, uh, you know, projectiles can come at you, uh, enemies can come at you, and as long as you're in the air, they can't be, they can't affect you, but if you, you know, throw your weapon, it, it, it will still hits attack them. them. Yeah. Like, yeah, and that's, that I'm was saying... one of my bigger com- complaints. I did exploit it a little bit, but the game doesn't understand its own depth yeah on, when you're on an, when you're on an overworld map when you're a top down view you can jump and like f- for the perspective yeah you you're going higher up on the screen but the game assumes that you're yeah you're still, there and you're you I don't know if I'm you're still explaining in the that same properly, like xy yeah. axis thing. I'm jumping up and I'm hitting an enemy that's behind me cuz the game thinks I'm back there because yeah. I jumped reminds me of when we were talking about 1942 and how like every plane is on the same exact yeah. part <laughs> of the mm-hmm. z axis until you loop the like, loop <laughs> yeah yeah uh okay so I felt pretty good about the controls I mean I'll agree with you there Joe that like it is it is a tight attack and right. like there I didn't feel like it wasn't responsive yeah. like oh it just didn't get out quick enough or yeah. oh I couldn't turn fast enough like I think I think those things are yeah. appropriately animated and, and, and I think that it, it's it has some good game feel when um because it does incorporate a stun and a little bit of knockback on your enemy like it does feel punchy when when you do hit them it, you do feel like it wasn't just oh registered a hit it was actually like oh I definitely got this yeah. guy and I'll also applaud them for, like, the unique way that they handled, like, all those additional items without having to, like, go to a menu and select them. It's just, like, you know, find the part where it's needed and then, you know, like... Contextual. For, yeah, contextual. Like, hit the up arrow and your attack button and because you're near this spot, now it'll form a zip line. Or yeah. hit down and your attack button and if there is ground below you, it will know to use the grappling hook to go lower. Thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the items, in general, though, I, I, you know, I'm echoing the statement from earlier, but I do wish that they would have been able to be used in a combat situation as well. Exactly. Right. Because even the grappling hook, you know, like think about how cool that would be if all of a sudden you're able to like grapple enemies, bring them towards you, and then hit them with the whip. The, you know? That or the whip? Um, uh, no, yeah, like, the, the, yeah, the whip the, from Castlevania, the yo-yo. Um, because of the way that the grappling hook works in the game. Uh, there's no reason why it couldn't have been registered as a weapon if you hit somebody above you because it does like look like a projectile that you're shooting. Yeah, it won't even grab those mind stones yeah. uh, or potions or anything. Yeah. It won't grab anything that isn't, um, you know, like like other than a, a piece of land. Yeah, missed opportunities. Yeah, and so now that since we're talking about items and the exploration again anyway, let's talk about backtracking because uh, yes. – it's it's weird. I at first this was like a problem for me. Then I was like, well, it's not really that big of a deal. Like, yeah, how the, else would you the, handle the, it? The levels aren't huge, so when you have to, because first you do have to backtrack a little bit on the overworld map, but you also have to go back into full levels that you've been to. 
now that you have the grappling hook or now that you have, you know, whatever, the crossbow. And I think I'm a bigger fan of backtracking in the levels because that's, like, a cool, like, neat way to go back to those levels that you've already been in. Like, imagine if you had to go back to World 1-2 in Super Mario Brothers because you just got this new thing and you got to do it there, you know? That's cool. I don't think backtracking in the overworld was necessary, and I almost kind of wish, like, after you beat the boss, you just started back at, like, you know, outside the Grand Mountain. I don't know. I I, I sort of like the... It establishes... Uh, a sense of place. Yeah. Um, if if you, I mean, the backtracking is sort of like a new concept right now, uh, and I don't know. I think that it, it, it's needed to give you the visual memory of where you are and where you've been. Right. And also, the feel, if you want, if you're going to backtrack to those levels, then the feeling of get going back on the map to get physically to where that level is it kind of kind of puts the cherry on it. You know, it makes it feel complete. Yeah. Like you're really backtracking. You've fully. got that anticipation. Um, but yeah, it was also just cool to me that, I mean, I guess that that is like a Metroid thing, but you unlock an item and you go back and you're like, oh wait, wasn't there a, you know, there was there was a post here that I could shoot a grappling hook or a whatever. A grappling yeah, and you can imagine if you're level. if you're into the game enough, you could have your notebook and be taking notes on like, oh cool, this guy told me I need the crossbow for here, so I'll make a note of that, right? And then this way I can check it later. Yeah, and be yeah. Like, oh yeah, now I got the crossbow. Let me go back and see what was there. You know. I think the game could have even went further with this idea and even just, like, cool, like, secret areas or, you know, like, new ways to get to different parts of the overworld. Like, right. like you know, imagine if there was, like, a cave that connected the east and west sides. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, like you know, passageways and, and, and yeah. things like but that. But you could yeah. only access it after a certain point yeah. in the game. And, like, and now that would have been neat. Now that you're saying that, too, I think that that, yeah, that is one thing that, Granted, it's the first game to do stuff like this that I know of or that we've played. That we've but, played. Yeah, it's definitely sure been others, done but... at this point. I want to stress that. And, like, Legend of Zelda has come out in Japan. Right. But, uh... like, but like you know, for the North American player, this is the first right. time you're experiencing something. But, like but yeah, I, I do think it, it could have benefited from more of that stuff on the world map. Too. More than just your destinations on the map. Like, yeah. I mean, right good. now, this whole... Uh, gathering items that give you access to things that you couldn't before. They're acting as just keys. Like they may as well have just said, "Here's the blue key. You can use it on blue doors." Sure. And but it is more fun to to, to see. Like, yeah, oh, I this mean, is can, I'm, I'm creating it, a grappling exactly. Line with this in one the context that. of the game, it it feels better. But I, I think that if they're gonna introduce a new feature, it better have more than one use. Like that's just inefficient game design to me. Yeah, but most of them have. I mean, most yeah, you do the same thing with it. But they, they most of them have several times. Like the grappling hook, you use that several different places. The grappling the, hook, I think, is the the best example. The but I think the worst too. example is just like um like, like the crossbow. Like you will see just these lone yellow like blocks that like oh I guess I'm using the gra- the grappling hook. I thought they were there. like wooden stumps. Yeah, whatever wooden yeah. stump. <laughs> I know. And, <laughs> yeah, but like it's not like oh I can use my my crossbow to trigger this other thing that has a completely different uh, context in the game. I, yeah, I guess. I understand what you're saying. I, I, I totally agree. I, I do like that they have impl- implementation both in the overworld and in the levels themselves for the most part. Yeah. But, like, it doesn't change the fact that, like, you know, even though these are missed opportunities, and I get it, Joe, you're saying this, well, this is the first time, right? There's still problems, right? Yeah, yeah, but, that? I, but I, yeah, there are definitely problems, yeah. No, no, I'm saying that but that's still a problem, I even if it's the, the first the crossbow, time. I thought, I'm surprised that you said crossbow was the worst, because I thought that was also very, it was cool to, like, be in a level and be like, what is this wooden stump? And then later on be like, oh, where was that wooden stump? Like, I go back and do, like, I still see that in game design today, like, just, like, there's there's things 
that you don't know what it is, and then later on you realize, oh, this unlocks these, well, and you go back to those levels to find those things. I, I like you, that one. I mean, like, between the, uh, what do you call it, when it, when there's already a zip line, uh, the, the item that you get so you can oh, use Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually don't know what Whatever that called, is, but... and the crossbow are almost, like, redundant. Like, you could have just had that be one item that you created your own for the whole thing. And sure. I, I mean, it, it just it felt like they were... Like they were, they're they stretching were, it. They're yeah. stretching, stretching their, it. Yeah, yeah it is that. weird that like one acts as a zip line and the other one's like, now create your own lines. And yeah. it's like, but only in these specific exactly. spots that yeah. look exactly like Uh, backtracking somehow, we give an items thing. Let's talk uh, level variety. Yeah, yeah. I thought there was a decent amount of variety between between the levels throughout the for the most part. Um, you would get like different level, different enemies and stuff and stuff like that. But then there was one point where suddenly one of the levels is an overhead. You you, it's like the overworld yeah, map. You you're, you're in like in a dungeon, yeah. and it's. Uh, I think it's cool that they had that level variety. I don't know if the the two overworld levels were executed as well as the side scrolling levels, but I just thought it was interesting that it was it was kind of nice to break it up, but there was a lot of especially in the in the first level which was uh the game the game works better as a side scrolling. It does. Game. Yeah, I think it absolutely. Was Durago is the name of the place? Oh, that, the island yes. uh, that you have to get to. Yeah, yes. it's like the northwest there. Yes. Um that there was a lot of like you're on this like stone f- cobblestone floor, and there's just a lot of like repeating empty. There's nothing in the space. Like yeah. every screen is just like more floor. Yeah. Um. And like that was a little. It was like felt a little scarce. Like they were trying to make it vast, but they didn't have a quite a lot, quite as um, enough in there. Hmm. Um. But it was cool to change it up. But that was another boss battle that was also overhead you could kind of exploit the whole depth perception thing <laughs> to beat the boss you kind of stay below it you jump up hit it a bunch of times right i i would even disagree though that there's a good enough level variety in the side scrolling stages they they were all like fun enough for me but there was like some moments of deja vu with just like different uh, you know, background assets. It's like, well, the structure of the stage is still very right. much the same. Yeah. Go left to right, uh, right, just head right and get to your thing and, you know, dodge or attack the enemies as you choose. Right. The level that stood out for me was the cave level. Yeah, same. I think that the cave level is really cool because it's actually got, like, some dungeon design to yeah. it where you have to choose your paths, check out mm-hmm. with the... It's got more ver- verticality to it. Right, right. Yeah. See what there the was legendaries also, There was another say. level that you, you use primarily the grapple hook. Like, you, you, you go... Yeah, with, you in get, the forest, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there was another one. Well, too. there's... I mean, you yeah. use them in all the stages, right. but I'm talking about there's in the one forest. where you're, like, climbing is... a mountain, basically, with the grapple hook. There's right, the right, top. right. To go to the Sky City. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um... I thought that was cool, and 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 you're right. Like they 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 don't get too different from each other, but I think another reason why um, it didn't bother me too much is the game is is relatively short. It never it never it never for me felt like oh this is getting old. It's only well, five levels. Ah, uh, I mean it's short, 
when you have the resources that we have, but I think it's much longer for people that only have like the manual to go off of. But that's all I went off of. Yeah. I, I think everything you need is in the manual. It tells you exactly where to get the things, and there's a map of where to, it okay. tells you where each item is. And I, the map. I never, I never struggled with like what to do next. Yeah. And what's interesting is this is this might go as like one of those games that I've booted up the most in nostalgia. Like I've just continued to like. Be like, okay, I finished that. I'm gonna take a break now, and then like, oh, but I gotta, I gotta go back in now, and I like, or I'm stuck on a boss, and then okay, but I just want to try that thing one more time. Something about this game kept intriguing me to go back to it. Like, I don't, I didn't, I didn't know what the payoff was gonna be, and to be honest, the ending's not that great. But like, I didn't know what was gonna happen, but I was just like intrigued by this whole world. Yeah, and it was. It's like a weird thing that like. I was able to play it in like five minute doses, but this isn't one of those games that you should be doing that in. No, I agree yeah. with Joe. It's short. It it is a short game, all things considered. It's it's also a relatively easy game, all things considered. Yeah. I wouldn't say this is an NES hard style game. I no, think most I, people could play the, this. The, right? the 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 like the core gameplay mechanic is pretty easy. Like the, none of the none of the enemies pose that much challenge. But I just think that it, it this game is really hard to do in one or two sittings and the fact that you cannot save in this game and there's no password feature in this game like it like kids in the 80s I mean th- there are there are ways to save now between like if you've got like a like a retron or if you've got all that like uh, if you're emulating or all, right. all these things like you can save your progress but you need to keep the the the, the system on if you want to make any kind of progress in this game right and I I just think that that is a huge oversight um, for I, I know that you guys are saying that this is short and easy, but it still takes some time for like a new player, I think, to get accustomed. Uh, right, to it. and I think, uh, but I also think that's part of the journey. Uh, you know, like this is weird, but like I didn't mind replaying the beginning a few times. Like, and I did, I did. <laughs> yeah. re- like when I got far enough, I was like, okay, I'm far enough now that I just want to see this thing through. But I've played like up to getting the grappling hook, like a, a lot. <laughs> like there's just something about like the fun of like starting in the mountain, exploring the mountain, getting to the overworld, and then acquiring the grappling hook and being like, oh, there's such a neat thing about like like, and I think it's just like me neat. I don't think it's like an actual like yeah. great game. I just think like yeah, that, you know, like it's so cool for me to fun be seeing this as someone yeah. who's playing them in chronological order. It's just like, huh, this mechanic this is, is where everywhere going. now, but this yeah. is where the this is where the trend is going, and it's like the first one that we've seen. Yeah, yeah. I just also think though, Sean, like I'm not saying it's so short that you could beat it like um, in 15 minutes, but I, it's it is it should not take anyone you can beat who it in wants. A hours. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say anybody who wants to beat the game should be even with like dying and starting back up again because you only go to the very same yeah. screen right uh that you're in that's including boss fights like if you die at the boss fight you just go right back yeah, into the boss was, room that was nice because <laughs> yeah. some of the bosses yeah it took a few tries and if i had to play the whole level again you would have probably would, backed yeah, out yeah but it's a long enough game they understand that there's not a save feature to it and we're talking maybe like at most f- four hours like like tops. That's I think what I you, would say too. If you really know this game, like after a while, I think you can get all the way up to the ending in like forty five minutes. I mean, I did watch a speed run that happened. It was like less than half hour, half an hour. But I mean, I I get it. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Did did either of you um get to the final boss? No. I yeah. 
The Ligar. Yeah, Ligar, yes. Like, the Ligar? Ligar or is it Ligar? Ligar it's Ligar. His name is Ligar. Ligar, and he's green, and he has like two, what are those things coming yeah, out of him? They're like, I got it written uh, down here. You know, mouth things. I think they're like I, I thought it was like a lion with snake heads. Yes, what it I thought like that's what it was. Is that a chimera? <laughs> is that what a chimera is? <laughs> I don't know. No, but also like, <laughs> it's, a, just it's to an be clear, animalized man wriggling ear. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I was going to say, to be clear, he's an animalized man, but also <laughs> the, the snakes aren't like as predominant as the Ligar himself. They're just like these... Is he a lion tiger? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Too. <laughs> well, that's actually what I immediately went to, and then I was like, oh, yeah, but that wasn't a thing in, in 1987. Like, <laughs> was it not? It's just weird that, no, the first Ligar was created, like, when I, you know, like 2000 something. Like, Are we talking about, like, Napoleon Dynamite right now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, it's in Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> there was a real, I thought they made a Ligar. <laughs> In real life, I could have sworn. Hey, maybe. I I, I, it, sworn. Does, it doesn't sound unbelievable to me. Yeah. See, thank you. They are real. Thank you, Chris. See, that's why we have our audio producer. Yes, for that reason. Just for the, because yes. he's a Ligar expert. I forgot that he works at the zoo and is our Ligar expert. Um, so, Sean, do you want to take back laughing at me now to no, my face? I still think you, it's funny. Okay. Like, <laughs> Um, anyway, can I can talk I, to me about the I, final yeah, talk boss. about the final the final level in general? Okay, yeah, yeah. Because um, first of all, you 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 climb up to this final level, which is like this castle in the sky. Something that is teased at the even at the very beginning of the game, like when you first get to that stage, enough of the legendaries will kind of like poke you to be like, hey, you check out what's up there. And then when you finally get up there, they're like, oh, but you need these five things <laughs> yeah. before you should even right. think about going up there. They got a nice view from the roof. <laughs> <laughs> but when when you get up there too, it is. I, I liked it. Now looking back on it, maybe it's kind of a flaw. But you're kind of just like in this this huge castle wall. It's like it's like seven or eight screens long, and there's no door on that side. You get to the corner, oh, and you got to yeah, go up seven weird. or eight more screens. But I kind of thought it was cool at the time. I was like, oh my god, this is yeah. so vast. Right. If <laughs> only like stupid, uh, I guess like my my response to that is if only it was. As vast as right. they made it seem, yeah, like right, like right. really cool if you want to do something like that. But then to have it actually not be that like crazy long of a level that right. like is intricate was like yeah. You go through strange. it's like it's just a bunch of very similar looking square rooms with a bunch of shadows. The monsters are all yeah the yeah shadows. they're all shadow monsters, which isn't explained in the manual as it far as not. I know. But like sure, um, but in you the know. clouds everybody is shadow. Right. Yes, but they do the after hedgehog. a while. Kind of they they take your their toll on you. <laughs> So when I got to the boss, I only had you know the, my three health, and when you die, you always respawn with your three health, even if you have yes room mm. for more health. So I left and went, got my health back up, got enough points to have a um, a recover stored away, and at a certain point, once you get the coat of arms, there are certain uh, of the bald the, the bald yeah, the legendary yeah, there are certain can, guys that will just yeah. give you a life potion that's yeah. different. Then those little red potions that drop right. from the this enemies. Right, this life potion you can use whenever you want, and it gives you all of your health back. But also, when you talk to those guys, they give you the potion and give you all of your health back. So I stocked up on that potion, on that recover, went back in, tried to keep my health as long as I and can. And you can have two of those potions. You cannot. You can't. The other space is, does not let you take a potion. I tried. Oh, interesting. It, it only lets you take what is the last the last item you need. The uh, The ocarina. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. The ocarina. Huh. It only lets you to in, in, a flute or something. That. It's what you yeah. need to do to to like open the door to the to the shadow realm. Okay. Because right. I thought you could get two of those, but you but you can't. Um, but you can exploit it completely. You can you can go in there as many times as you want, as long as you have room for a potion. Get your health fully healed and 
hand potion. But I went back up to the main level, tried not to fight that much because I didn't want to lose any health, got back to the boss, and was like, okay, this is it. I'm going to just go in and attack, lose, lose all my health, recover, attack, lose all my health, recover, attack. But I only had to, I only had to attack and lose all my health once, and then on the second time, he died. So like, <laughs> he it just, wasn't that hard. So that's just like <laughs> that's the story of this game. Yeah. Like, I just kept hitting him, and then he just yeah. died. The, the level <laughs> was to me was harder than the boss. The, the theme of the game is hit everything <laughs> in life, and you know, <laughs> yeah. and you'll just get what you want. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and then Joe, how did you feel about the ending? Is it's it's, <laughs> in, it's just like um. I don't know what I'm expecting, really, I guess. But, like, from some games, you know, like, smaller-sized games, when you get an ending, it's just like, congratulations, you did it at the end, right? And right. it's like, I guess, like, for Rygar, I was expecting, like, a more conclusive thing. Yeah. But they really just kind of send you off with, like, a story of, like, peace is now returned. You've done it. Like, and I'm well, like... Well, also, you like, get that really nice picture. It's just one screen, right? Of the and, dove. Yeah, 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 the dove, yeah. Who is the dove? Is it's just a dove. I thought maybe that was Rygar now. <laughs> okay, you opened, okay, but you know what you did? You opened the peace door. The the the, the peace door was removed when Rygar came into office. So, like, when you re, when, when you create the peace door again, that is like, you know, it's all about the, what you guys just don't understand <laughs> is this, this game is talking in metaphor. And the peace door stands for peace in the world. I think that's I got beautiful. that. That's beautiful. I think I did understand that. Okay, you know what? I take it back. The ending's great. The ending's a masterpiece. Yeah. And I really wish that they would just make a Rygar film. To be honest, this might say something about the ending, but when you asked me that, I couldn't quite remember how it ended. You don't remember I, the dove? I, I don't remember Come the dove on, even man. now. But I do remember that it's just one, like, it's like a title screen, and it doesn't go away. It's a screen that says... You know, whatever. Peace has returned, yes. yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But then I'm sitting there waiting. I'm pressing A. I'm pressing start. I guess you just have to restart You have to hit the, the reset system, button. Right? Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's is, like, that's weird, normal. Yeah. I was hoping for a new game plus. Don't you remember? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you? Yeah, could you imagine how, how, like, awesome that would be if, like, you just kept all your right. stats and you get to do the whole game again? You Didn't just go that? to the you end just again. wreck everything. <laughs> Uh, speaking of, you know, like, wrecking everything, the Wreck game... Wreck-It Ralph 2 is coming out soon, that. right? <laughs> why, why did we both think that? <laughs> is that because, is that because, like, 20 episodes ago, I was like, Wreck-It Ralph 2 was bad, and you guys were like, it didn't even come out, and I was like, it feels like it did. <laughs> yes. So. It, yeah, I think it is coming out right around the time of this episode. Anyway. <laughs> brought to you by right, Wreck-It you, Ralph. No, definitely not. Um... I was going to talk about the progression thing. It lets you go all the way up to 4,086, which is just ridiculous. But I do wonder, if you have 4,086, the Ligar isn't a one-hit kill, probably, right? It's probably still a couple hits. I don't know. I don't know. I think that would be funny if it actually was like, you know, 4,086 is the max, not because of some integer (laughs) flow thing, but because... That is the max anybody could possibly get because it will kill the Ligar in one hit. Like, I just like that idea. Yeah. But uh, like probably that. not the case. All right, and that's, um, that's Rygar. Yeah. Uh, it, was, um, it was developed and published by Tecmo. Uh, they just did our last game, uh, Mighty Bomb Jack. Yeah, they've so quite they, a track record. Weird, yeah, it's just a weird track record. You, you remember Jack, right? I know Jack, yeah. You remember Bob Jack? Yeah, that was the back of the box. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know Jack. Jack, your friend from the arcade. He needs your help here. Uh, and they're going to go on to do Solomon's Key, which is a game we'll get to in, uh, I think, like two weeks' time. Oh, so, fun. So I know that Solomon's Key is pretty well received. Rygar is only a game I found out about recently before recording. I think um, Ben Jedwards, who runs Vintage Computing, he was like, Rygar was like the only game I had for the NES, and I thought it was awesome. And I was like, oh, well, Ben that Jedwards. Would, that would happen. It. Sure. If yeah, it's the only, it's game, the only you game you have. <laughs> and I'm like, but I am impressed. Let me say that. Rygar is impressive given when you play these games in chronological order. To determine if it's impressive when you go back and play it today, we'll figure out in a minute. But first, I want to ask, are there any stray thoughts that we want to cover before we go into our essential games list? I guess I could say the music was nice yeah, for, was... Mo- for the most part. There was some, there was one track, I think it was in that Durago, that top-down dungeon, that was... I think it was actually just four notes. Right. Over and over and over again. And the most repetitive dungeon in the game. So I, I that, think it's funny. I, that, I liked the music. I think it's funny that you guys like the music because let me say this. I every time I entered a new stage, I was like, Oh, this music is pleasant, you know? Like like yeah. wow, look at yeah. this. But on every single stage, I would turn my volume back on to hear it, and then I would immediately mute it again. Because even if it's nice, the loop is too right. frequent, and it's it's to the point where everything is just a melody, so you just continue to hear that, and then you get stuck in your head, and then you're on a run, and you hear it in your run, and you have to get out. There, I guess I should say there were standout songs. Like, like not every song was, was great. Like, like, that first song is like just a lullaby. Wait, are you talking about the song with the sun from the Lion King in the background? <laughs> All right, don't no, okay, don't the, diss the sun from the Lion King. That was a pretty cool that's backdrop. That's a good sun, yeah, yeah. I think that but, is a great sun. Okay, don't get me wrong. I, I don't mean that as the first song. Right, right away you go, you start out on that screen, and like two seconds later, you're on another screen. Yeah, top five like, suns yeah. in the NES. <laughs> um, but that 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 main what is it, Grand Mountain yeah. song is is a lullaby. Yeah, and I no, didn't care exactly. For it, Not only but, that, it it actually. It feels like one of those songs that you would hear, like, first thing you wake up, like, in the morning. First thing you wake up in the morning, and that's, like, the anthem the of the of town. It's time to go to communist work or something. And like, What? I don't know. The song, <laughs> song is just giving me some weird vibes. Like, I didn't like it. All right. Well, on that note, I, I guess we should move on to the essential games list. Uh, okay. All right, it's time for the Essential Games list. And you know, something I noticed just while editing some episodes recently is that I say, okay, it's time for the Essential Games list, the shortest song in the world plays, and then I'm like, (laughs) all right, it's time for the Essential. You know, it's like people are expecting probably a break, a chance to pause, and it's like immediately we go right into it. So I'm sorry. This will probably be the last time I do that, but I thought it was worth acknowledging because this way when I don't do it in the next episode, you'll understand why. But, Good. Sean, explain to me, what is the essential games list? Okay, so here's the thing, man. All right, so we we played all these games, and you want to play some games, but you don't want to play all of them. You want to just play, like, the highlights. You want the greatest hits collection. You want, now this is what I call NES Games 4. This is we're gonna tell you what what games are on that D D. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I was, and I that's think, the exact explanation that I think you tripped yourself up once you went for volume four. Yeah. That's what I was why too. Would, yeah, wouldn't like, it be like I mean, 30? you know there are only a few tracks you're right. This is now this is the first volume of now that's what I call NES games. Right. Okay. So with that in mind, <laughs> let's look at it in our everybody put on your two thousand and eighteen goggles. Yes. Okay. 
Yeah, Joe is looking very alert. Those are my goggles. <laughs> good, Those good. are my open-eye so goggles. Joe, take me through your essential games list vote. All right. I got a little bit of a story here. Love it. But when I first started playing this, I remember thinking, wow, if we hadn't just played Kid Icarus, I might have voted this essential. Like, this is this is first, this is like when I first discovered the overworld, which is pretty early. Um, because I'm a sucker for exploration. I'm a sucker for, like, the feeling of adventure and a story. But then I kind of played a little more, and I I really, really liked this game. I agree with most of the things that, that you guys complain about, and I have some of those complaints myself. But uh, for me, it's just, it was short enough that those, that, like, the lack of variety didn't bother me. It just felt like I was on a little, a little adventure. And that's the kind of thing that, um, that I'm always looking for. And also the fact that you have character progression and you have these power-ups and you have a sense of the world that you're in. And by the end of the game, I, I kind of felt like I knew where I, where I was in the world. <laughs> this sounds very like, 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 I, yeah. like I discovered myself yeah. while playing this I, game. I'm waiting Please for that. Please go on, yeah. Um, and the, just the variety. I mean, I know it wasn't crazy variety, but there was enough variety to just keep me entertained. And I this is the first game in a while that I've beaten in general, first of all, for nostalgia. And also that I beat because I was just having that much fun. Um, so I got to vote this essential. All right. I, I, I really liked this game, and I, I, I see the flaws, but I think I still, even with the flaws, I'd still go back and play it regardless of this podcast. I would just play it because it's fun. Love it. It seems like Joe really enjoyed his time with Rygar, uh, maybe playing as Rygar. Maybe you'd like to meet Rygar one day. <laughs> <laughs> if that could be arranged. <laughs> um, with that in mind, Sean, would you, um, you know, I'm not going to hint at what I think your vote is, but would you like to wake Joe up? All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a, like an analogy here. I think that Rygar is it's like an orchestra um it's got all these different uh it's got the the brass and the woodwinds and it's got all these different uh like different sections of the of this song that they're gonna make and all all those sections are like the uh the open world um it's got pretty nice graphics it's got uh our, our like it's got uh, character development, not character development. It's got progression. Pro- character progression. Um, it's got different modes of play, uh, whether it's the side scroller or the top down view. Um, but it's then this orchestra plays hot cross buns, and that's all that it's doing because the core gameplay mechanic is just to hit, and it's not even like. Oh, but when should I hit? It's just hit always because there's no uh, strategy. There really isn't too much strategy going on with with any of the enemies except for maybe the first couple bosses where it's like, okay, jump after the uh, the fireball and then hit. Um, I just think it's too basic of a game when you actually just look at uh, the moment-to-moment gameplay to say that, like, and I, I do respect all of the cool features that they have in this like the open world and everything i just stated um and a lot of the proto rpg elements that it sort of introduced to us um i just think that it has way too many uh technical and design flaws for this to be on the essential games list that's fair i i my only defense to the strategy thing and i and i totally get that but yeah my my only 
uh, thought about that was for me, I, I didn't feel like I don't. I, I love strategy like in games, but I didn't feel like this was trying to be a strategy game. I'm not and saying I, and that. I, and no, I still no. get your. I, I know what you're saying, but all games are strategy games. If they had like it, it's not a strategy game, man. <laughs> By that logic, any game that you have to think about any sort of action that you're going to do is a strategy game. I I just think that sure. Um, that it it requ- it has little depth. It was okay. So yeah, yeah. It was too it was too easy to just kill everything the same way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I guess like you know, much later game. Uh, but since we're in the essential games list mode now, we can compare right. them. Is if you're looking at something like Secret of Mana, right, which is an action RPG, right? It's it's a game that you know, even though it's like t- more top down than side scrolly, you know, the way that you attack enemies, right? Even though it is just kind of like, oh, I just slash the enemies, I do whatever I want, right? It's like, well, you, you know, the bosses and stuff are like they're designed differently enough from each other that every time you go into a fight, it's not just like. How do I figure out how to slash my sword into this thing as many times as possible? It's like you have to figure out the pattern of the boss and like what makes the you know like like what makes this encounter different and why I shouldn't just go in there guns blazing because I yes. felt like I could certainly go into every level just being hot-headed Rygar who's just ready to take down <laughs> right. everything. Okay. And yeah, and after after the uh, that explanation too. I I guess I agree with that too that it's that it is like very simple and I I guess for me I just had enough that satisfied me that I that I didn't mind. Joe, I don't want you to. Yeah, I don't want you to. Um, you know, to change your thoughts. Oh, I, I, I think, trust me. Yeah, yeah. I still one hundred percent. This was essential yeah. to me. I, I, really still, like I would how still much say you to enjoyed play this it. game. I, I still say play it. It's not essential for me. There is no denying that this game is an experience and one that I chose to play through like a couple times. Like I only finished it once, but I really wanted to like continue to just go back to it. Not because I even felt like I was missing something, but just because I didn't want to miss something. I I kept going back and saying like, oh, maybe there was a different way to handle this or a different way to do that. And sure, there wasn't. You know, like there, it's not that we're not at that stage yet in game design where we're going to see stuff like that. But for everything that this game has to offer at that point in time is just really interesting and I think is like a point to trace to that I would totally recommend like the parties interested. Like if you've heard anything about this progression, this pre-Zelda, pre-Metroid, Zelda-like progression system with Metroid-like tools for exploration, if that's intriguing you at all, you got to check out this game because like I certainly got good vibes playing this game. The reason why it's not going on the essential games list for me is because everything that, that that makes this game cool is also done better in other games and isn't nearly as as incomplete as this game is. There's a there's a lot more that this game can do that it didn't do and it's probably because of a limitation of the time and also just because it hadn't been done yet, you know, like there wasn't like that idea, but I don't think that that's a reason for an excuse on the essential games list. So for me, yeah. this game was a ton of fun to play and I really enjoyed it, but at the end of the day, can I really say you must play Rygar? Yeah, I think like in for me too, this game I might have enjoyed this game more than a few games I put on the essential games list, but I think that makes me think more about should those games be on the essential games list more than this game should be on because I enjoyed it more than those games. Will there be an essential games list purge? I th- I think it's yeah. coming. I think it's coming. Get ready for the reckoning. Well, especially I mean, I feel like we have a lot of great games this year 
that are all going to be coming all at once. Yeah, so, like, yeah, they just keep coming, to, yeah. too. Um, speaking of great games, next week we are playing Section Z. I'll let uh, whoever's, you know, played that game of our listeners decide whether they think that's a great game or not. We'll let you know next week. If you can't wait for next week, I'll tell you good news, okay? www.nostalgiacast.com has access to the other 49 episodes plus the special. Yeah, Don't think that the 49th episode was actually the 50th because, no, I number the specials <laughs> differently. Okay? <laughs> look at... Open up your app, whatever you're playing this podcast on, and look at the title of this episode. It is 050. And the reason is for that first zero isn't for some cool art aesthetic. It's because we are going to hit up to 700 of these bad boys. And if you want to invest in that ride, if you're like, I'm ready to invest, I'm going to say, whoa, 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 pull back the wallet and pull in the interest. We want your interest, baby. If right. you do yeah, want to invest, interest on what you pay us. Well, I meant the attention, I, I, interest on, and attention. On. If you can reach me with the investment, yeah. If you could send a separate email to Sean, but if you wanted to email us, that would be contact at nostalgiacast.com. Not nostalgia. We're talking about nostalgia, and of course, you know how to spell that because you love the NES. That's the whole reason you're listening to this, right? You know, because Nintendo does. What Nintendo does. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Michael Esposito. You can find me on Esposito Film on Twitter. Can't wait for another 50 episodes with these guys. Let's do it. Section Z coming your way. It's a shmup if you didn't know. Have fun. Bye. <laughs> It's time for the post show. How the post, post show? What's going on, everybody? Welcome we, to the post show. We're doing a post show. We're not welcome, doing. Welcome to the fiftieth episode post show. Joe, Joe, and I were going to do a. Oh, yeah, can you leave? Podcast. I don't think so. I don't think so. I see. I know about mics without mics. <laughs> Who? I don't know what you're Contrary about. to popular <laughs> belief, not only would I have known about it because it's already aired. Okay. Wait, really? It, yeah, it's a, it's in one of the episodes. I forget which one. But the reason why I know it's in one of those episodes is because I edit the episode, Sean. You don't, uh, did, I don't know if that's, that's true. not true. Yeah, so, I put I put it in there myself. Sam edits all these <laughs> Sam episodes. Sam edits them. <laughs> Sam's in a dungeon right now. Okay, like when's the last time you heard from Sam? I actually, don't I think know. he hired the vacuum cleaner guy from Breaking Bad to move him <laughs> to Vermont. <laughs> okay. Um, speaking of, since we're in the post show, I've been watching Better Call Saul. So like, have I. Back from the be- underrated no, 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 no. show. Sh- oh, back you're, from the you're, beginning. Don't shush me. Okay? <laughs> I'm trying to talk to you, Bev, you about I, Better Call Saul. Yeah, yeah, no, I had to shush you just because I was very nervous that you were about to spoil not, something. I would never spoil anything. You know, I, I you know on, how I feel about spoilers. I am on uh, the very end of season two right now. And Good stuff, the, right? the majority that I, but the, the interesting thing is, a lot of people have told me, oh, if you like season one and two, you're going to love what happens next because I thought that stuff was boring. I was like, that stuff's not boring. That was exciting. Uh, yeah, man. I, I, I like the stuff. And it's, it's a slow burn. No, this is great, it's but we cannot have this conversation when there are people in the audience that haven't heard the, like, the good word. <laughs> like, well,. I'm trying to make this spoiler free. I'm, I haven't said anything either about yeah, it. Yeah, I just said it's. it's yeah, I just said moving. that the first two seasons have been great. People have been telling me they haven't been so great. I think 
like I'm ready for seasons three and four just because right we're on four now yeah. we're on four yeah. yeah three is available yeah yeah no yeah, I know yeah. I'm getting to oh, okay I'm gonna get to that uh, I, problem is I have to watch these with my girlfriend yeah and that's so a problem. that is well no of course <laughs> not a problem but you know me I if I could watch on my own time I'd I'd be done yeah all right like I don't need sleep. <laughs> Okay, but teachers need sleep. We can agree on that. True Every that. teacher should get a good night's sleep it's because true. they have to talk to children. They have all to day. talk to children all day. I have to talk to children all day. I put that in because <laughs> they're right quotations. outside. Yeah, why are they still no, I'm not here? talking about those people. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm not talking about those people. All right, we have to cut the post show short because I have to go talk to those people. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Good night. Sweet. It's fun. I thought it'd be fun.